Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. I was really scared this week. I was really scared. My uh, son is a student at Chatfield High School. My daughter, Sarah, is a student at Colorado State and she's doing an internship this semester at an elementary school in the Poudre School District. And my wife, Carrie, teaches sixth grade at Falcon Bluffs Middle School. This was a really scary week. And what this week did for me is it it reminded me, it showed me that I think we in this community live with a lot of fear. We have fear every day that we, I think most of the time, just ignore, but it's there. We're afraid for our kids. We're afraid for ourselves. We're even afraid for the world. And we carry a lot of anxiety. And when things like this happen, like what happened this past week, we we find ourselves asking, how long? How long do we have to live in a context like this? How long will we have to face fear like this? When will things just stop, right? Well, I don't know how to to deal with the fear and the anxiety of life apart from the Christ. I really don't. I mean, if we didn't have Christ, how do we we look at, how do we address, how do we live with the fear of, of threats, of violence, of chaos, of terror in our context and in our community? 
You might say, well, you're just using Christ as a coping mechanism. You're just using it as, a, as an opiate, some might say, right, to, to calm yourself. But the reality is the story of the Christ, and especially the last week of his life, I believe Jesus was afraid. I believe Jesus had fear. We know that he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, take this cup from me, right? I don't want to do this, but not my will, your will be done. We know that, that in one of the, the gospel narratives, it says as he prayed, he was sweating blood. That his prayer was so intense, his, his fear of what was about to happen was so intense. I believe Jesus was afraid when he saw those guards coming for him with swords and with shields and with spears. I believe Jesus was afraid when he was arrested and they stripped him bare and they beat him and they put a crown of thorns on his head. I believe Jesus was afraid when they drove nails through his hands and through his feet. And I believe he was afraid when he hung on the cross and watched his grieving mother as he himself died. But what gives us hope is that the fear wasn't the end of the story. The violence wasn't the end of the story. The attack wasn't the end of the story. Even the dying was not the end of the story. On the third day after Jesus died, God raised him from the dead. And I love how the children know to say to show us love and life when, right? Because we need to know that love and life win. We need to know that. We need to know that there's more to the story than our fear or our anxiety or the threats of this world. We need to know that life is bigger than that. You see, I think a, a lot of people look at the resurrection of Jesus and, and, and what they see basically is the resuscitation of a dead guy, right? A happy ending to a sad story. But that's too simplistic of, a, of an understanding of what the resurrection is about. The resurrection is far deeper than that. When we talk about the death and resurrection of the Christ, it's important that we understand what's the Christ? You see, the Christ is the light on day one of the creation through whom all things came into being. That's what the Bible tells us. The Christ is the source of all life. The Christ is the source of the creation. When we killed the Christ, we killed the creation. Think about that. When we nailed Jesus to the cross, it was the utter rejection of our own humanity. We were basically saying to God, we wish we had never been born. Life's too hard. We don't like it the way it is. And we killed the source of life. And when God raised Jesus from the dead, what God was saying to us is, you might wipe out the creation, but I'm going to create it new. I'm going to keep creating new life. You can't make me stop creating new life. That's the kind of God we have. When we say no to God, God says yes to us. And in the resurrection, what God says to us is life and love are worth the pain. Love and life are worth the pain. Do you remember when they were born? Remember that, those days? You held them? Was it worth the pain? It's worth pain. 
Dad can't answer. He's not answering. But, but mom, <laughs> it's worth the pain. Love is worth the pain. It, it's worth the fear. It's worth the worry. It's worth the risk. Love is, is everything. And what God says to us is, look, I want you to have abundant life, but there's going to be challenge. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be struggle. I'm convinced we can't have life without fear. I mean, I pray for a day where there's no more fear, but is that really reasonable? I pray for a day where there's no more violence or conflict, but is that really reasonable? I mean, in our human existence, how do we have life without pain? How do we have life without struggle? I don't know that we can. I don't think that we can. And so what God says is life is worth it. Love is worth it. Yes, there's going to be pain, but I am with you. You're not alone. And the pain won't win. Death won't have the last word. Love and life win. This, throughout the Easter season, y'all know Easter is more than just one day, right? It's a season. Seven weeks takes us all the way to Pentecost. And we're going to have a, a worship series called In With The New throughout this whole Easter season. I hope you'll come for it. Because what we're going to be focusing on is how our journeys have prepared us to be a blessing to the world. Let me say more about that. Have you ever noticed how when you go through pain and adversity in life, when you're going through it, it's absolutely horrible. It's terrible. You hate it. But then down the road, God has this way of taking those challenges, taking those even mistakes, taking those bad things that have happened to us and turning them around to use them as blessings in the lives of other people. Have you ever noticed how God does that? Right? That our weak places become our strength. And, and we don't often talk about that. I don't believe that God sends the bad things into our life into our lives. I think that's just life. But I think God enters in and takes those struggles and turns them around to be blessings. And throughout this Easter series, In With The New is the title, we're going to be challenging everyone to take a look at your journey. Take a look at your life. What are those tough, painful moments? And how is God now calling you to be a blessing in the lives of other people who are experiencing things like that? You see, I think that's why God created us, to share love, to be blessings in the lives of one another. When a, when a child is scared, what do they want? What do they want? Somebody to hold them, comfort them, right? A trusted person to come alongside, put their arm around them and say what? It's okay. Well, we adults want that too. We grown-ups need that too. The blessing this week for me, as, as I went through fear for, for myself and for my family, was I didn't do it alone. I was surrounded by a community of people, right, who also may have been scared, but were saying, love and life win. And we're in this together. And so how are, we, how are you being called to bring hope and peace to somebody in your home, in your family? Who is it in your family that needs a word of hope? and peace. Who is it in your workplace that needs a word of hope and peace, that needs to be reminded that love and life win, that needs an arm around them saying, it's going to be okay? Who is it at your school that needs a word of hope and peace, that needs somebody to accompany them and walk alongside them and let them know 
that death doesn't have the last word? Who on your street needs a word of hope and peace? Needs somebody to come alongside to share life and love with them? You see, this is who we're called to be as God's people. We are resurrection people. We are new human beings. When God raised Jesus from the dead, he created a new humanity, a new creation, and we are citizens of that new creation. And everywhere we go, we get to be beacons of light and hope. Life is not easy. There are a lot of threats, a lot of challenges, a lot of fears. But love and life win. And love and life are worth the pain. It's worth the challenge. It's worth the adversity that we face to be alive, to get to, to share life with loved ones. How is God calling you to be a blessing this week at home, at school, at work, in your neighborhood and beyond? How are you being called to be a resurrection person, shining the hope and joy of God's love and life everywhere you go? Who is it that God is calling you to touch and reach with a gesture of kindness, mercy, compassion? Did you know that every time you forgive, you celebrate the resurrection of Christ? Every time you serve, you celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Every time you, you do a generous act, you celebrate the resurrection of Christ. May we celebrate Christ with every fiber of our being so that all people may experience real life. God loves each of you, and I do too. Amen.